everyone. Welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with your hosts Ben and Burke. On today's show, we share some of our gripes, annoyances, frustrations, and some bad experience of living in Japan. We talk about the, the terrible Japanese pizza,、uh, some weird sandwiches. Issues with the language barrier, or more like having to rely on others for help.、Um, but also, on the flip side, it's just as frustrating when Japanese immediately assume that foreigners don't know any Japanese at all, even though we are speaking the language perfectly right to them. So, yeah, so things like that. Anyways, if you enjoy listening to the podcast and you want to support us, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts/slash iTunes. Your review really does matter. It would help us tremendously to grow, and it only takes a minute of your time. All right, on with the show. So, gripes. Gripes about living in Japan. Is it just gripes or difficulties? Everything. Well, gripes yeah, are the same thing, I guess. Yeah. Problems yeah. we've had, things we don't like,、mm. or bad, experience we've ha- bad experiences that we've had since being in Japan. You must have had a lot being in for what? You've been here 17 years. Yeah, I think so. But I think I've also been a little bit protected because being half Japanese and also having like、uh, relatives here. In、uh, Ebetsu, close to Sapporo. I think that's kind of shielded me a lot from some of the other things that、uh, have bothered a lot of other people. One thing that hasn't bothered me about, though, is、uh, some of the food issues. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about this because a few weeks ago in the US was the、uh, Super Bowl. And of course,、uh, Super Bowl always means a couple things people getting together, having some drinks with friends, watching the Super Bowl, and pizza. Yeah, Japanese really know how to ruin pizza. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a lot of ways, too. Like the, the style of pizza, like there's no deep dish, super unhealthy、uh, pizza in Japan, and the flavors. Yeah, what's your favorite、uh, Japanese flavored pizza? <laughs> when, you, when you say Japanese flavored, you mean like the ones that are only unique in Japan, like tuna and sweet corn, for example. Yeah, exactly. Like things that you've never seen until you came to Japan. Exactly. Like the,、uh, the tuna fish and sweet corn. What are those little red things they put all over the pizza, too? I'm always hoping that's kind of spicy, but it's not enough spice. I haven't seen it. Not, not ikura, is it? You're talking about ikura? No, no, no. It's like <laughs> these little stringy things. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what. I think it is supposed to be a chili, isn't it? Like a spice? I think so, but there's like so few of them that it doesn't actually spice anything up, you know? <laughs> well, actually, those、um, Japanese style pizzas you're talking about, I avoid those. I don't, I don't like any of them, actually. So, so the answer to, to your question is none of them. So, you just never have pizza in Japan, or you have? Yeah,、one? I just go for a regular, you know, pepperoni or tomato, ham and, ham and cheese and tomato. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, that means there's not too many options, right? You're、yeah. just always eating the same、yeah. thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't really eat pizza that often. But if I do eat pizza, I think the best one is the, the Costco one. Oh, so yeah. So, the Costco yeah. one is,、um, so I usually like pepperoni with some beef and, and、uh, some peppers. And it's huge, it's deep pan, 
and it's kind of cheap as well. It's like 1,500 yen for like a massive pizza. Um, I don't know, eight, 17, 17 inches, I think. But that's, uh, you mean like as you're checking out at the counter there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's not like a microwave, microwavable pizza or something. Right, but you can buy that pre-cooked so you can take it home, bang really? in the oven, uh-huh. um, and add your own toppings and stuff. But it's better to get it like freshly cooked from there. And that's kind of definitely more Western style, better than any of the pieces I've had anywhere else in Japan, I think. Yeah, we should actually clarify, though, like these pizzas, the pizza problem, we're talking about like unhealthy Western style pizza. They do have like good Italian, thin uh, Italian style pizza, like thin crust pizza at Italian restaurants, like the type of pizza you probably get uh, in Italy and stuff. But yeah, they're really super unhealthy, like deep dish or like, do they have like in in the UK, like pizza where like the crust is like filled with cheese and yeah, stuff? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have that in Japan now, like Pizza Hut. I think they have it, and um, Pizza La, I think they have the the cheese in the crust now. So it's like cheese in the crust plus tuna fish <laughs> and sweet corn. <laughs> Probably. I don't know why they, they love tuna and sweet corn so much on their pizzas, but I know like kids love tuna and sweet corn, so maybe it's geared towards children or something. But even the adults seem to like it. Like, like all my Japanese friends, they always want to put sweet corn on their pizza which i think is a crime and mayonnaise they love putting mayonnaise on pizza yeah mayonnaise goes on a lot of stuff yeah because it kind of might be like only two main condiments in japan which is ketchup and mayonnaise (laughs) and they use that in a lot of different things like i mean there are a lot of different types of salad dressings and everything but uh yeah whenever we have pizza and my wife is asking me like oh what should we get just kind of like get whatever you want because I'm going to be disappointed in whatever we get anyway. <laughs> so, so what does your your wife normally get? Does she get tuna sweet corn like the typical Japanese ones? No, she's become very thoughtful, and she, I think she knows like oh, I'm hoping for something meaty, so she'll get some kind of meat pizza, which is usually pretty good. But then there's like some a little bit overdoing it, like they'll put like chicken like bacon and sausage you really don't need chicken a lot of bacon and sausage <laughs> That's true actually yeah i guess back at home we, we don't really have pizza with chicken on it that often i can't remember ever having chicken pizza <laughs> i mean somebody could let us know if they have chicken pizza like in the u.s i guess they're quite creative with their food in japan they, they always take it to a, to the next level like with with sandwiches if you notice that with sandwiches they have fruit sandwiches oh, yeah which right. is like yeah. really weird or like cake sandwiches cake like, sandwiches you've never yeah. seen it? like strawberry and cream inside bread exactly but yeah. it's like sold and in the convenience store along with all the other types of sandwiches like ham sandwich right next to that is like a strawberry cake sandwich yeah and they always cut the crust off which i really don't like like they don't really like crust in japan which i don't understand yeah why don't you i don't like it because it's like difficult to hold but you, you don't like it because you like the crust yeah, well, it makes the, the sandwich a, a, a more fuller sandwich as well. Like, it's bigger. Like you said, it holds it holds it together. And it's it's kind of a waste. Like, what do they do with that crust, I wonder? Yeah, where's all the crust going? <laughs> Is there, like, a big crust graveyard somewhere in Japan or something? Yeah. I remember there was one person when I lived in, um, when I lived in Nisiko, uh, this Japanese girl I lived with, and she used to go to the bread shop, and they actually... They sell the crust separately in a bag. And some Japanese people buy it. I don't know what they use it for, but this Japanese girl in particular, she used to buy it and it was really cheap, like 100 yen for a big bag of bread crust. And then she just like deep fry it in um, cinnamon and oil. Oh, wow. And it was just like kind of like a snack. 
and it was really good actually. But I think that was just like her thing. Like I don't think it's it's a common thing to do. I've never seen or heard of anyone else doing that in Japan apart from her.、Mm. But they definitely collect the crust in bags and either sell it or I don't know what else they do with it. Maybe we should look into it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> the big crust mystery. I mean, it sounds that what she does with it sounds really good. Yeah, I was I thought you were gonna say she like buys it and then like spends the next week in the park like feeding the birds or something. <laughs> Maybe some people do that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, she's making a snack out of that. That's good. But just like you're saying, like the food, sometimes they do really interesting things and and like. Usually they get it really good, like uh, like uh, Japanese versions of a lot of、uh, Western dishes, or usually or Chinese food as well. Like、uh, it's kind of、uh, sometimes tastier than the original, but sometimes I think with pizza they kind of like tried to do their own thing and it just kind of ruined it. But I mean, there's a lot of successful pizza joints in Japan, so that's true. Apparently, that's true. Japanese people like it. Yeah, yeah. I I have another one with、uh, another gripe is with、uh, crisps in Japan. Ah.、Uh, Potato Which, chips, yeah, you yeah. call them potato chips, right? Just the the lack of flavors. You don't think there's many flavors? For no,、it? they have <laughs> they have shio like salt, and then consomme, and that's about it. <laughs> really? No, they've got like they've got like barbecue, and they've got pizza because the pizza flavored、uh, potato chips, like it's there's so much flavoring on it that it's like more flavoring than actual chips. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So they have that. They have about I would say what six flavors. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking about if you go into a、uh, into a convenience store, there's like a whole aisle of、uh, snacks, but they're not always potato chips only. There's like cheese curls and other things like that.、Mm. So that's maybe that's why I have an impression. And also, if you go to like an import store, there's like、uh, you can get imported potato chips, like kettle chips and stuff. There. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't I wouldn't count those import stores because they do have more flavors. But like, yeah, for your standard convenience store, they won't have, for example, salt and vinegar. Which is like the most common flavor back at home, well, in England anyway, and it's my favorite flavor of crisp. Yet they don't sell them anywhere in Japan. So they used to. I remember they used to sell like salt and vinegar Pringles in、um, Don Quixote,、hmm. and then they stopped selling them for some reason. So I guess they do it on popularity, maybe. Yeah, well, you're bringing that up、uh, makes me realize that every time I do go to some of those import stores like Jupiter or whatever, I'm always buying salt and vinegar because it is. Yeah, you don't find it anywhere else except for those stores. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, back in England, we'd have like smoky bacon, roast chicken, you know, limp,、uh, roast lamb, and mint sauce flavors. You don't get really stuff like that in Japan. I th- I find. Yeah, I think in the U.S., like you could get like five different varieties of ranch-flavored potato chips、yeah. or something. Like,、yeah. the, I mean, it's kind of like Coke, Coca-Cola. Like they try to find like all the possible、uh, flavors of Coke overseas, and that's kind of what happens with potato chips too. But I, I'm I'm quite surprised at the the size of potato chip bags or crisp bags in Japan. They're actually quite big. You think so? Well, actually, compared to America, maybe not so. Yeah, but. <laughs> in England, they sell、um, it's about twenty five grams per bag, which in Japan the average is what sixty five to eighty five grams. I guess. So yeah, I, I look on the size quite a lot. So yeah, it's about sixty five to eighty five. <laughs> is this is this dire reasons or just like curiosity or what? Just or because just you're out, thinking out, so out of, big, just out of curiosity. Yeah, I'm wondering why is it so big in Japan? Whereas I know in America it's probably bigger. I don't know what the size is in America for a standard packet of crisps in a convenience store. 
Do you know? It's, well, it's, uh, well, there's two things. So in the grocery store, your standard potato chip bag is about as big as your hotel pillow. <laughs> <laughs> like huge. And, uh, but, and like, uh, you know, for kids, I think they created like a kid size. So, uh, the parents can throw in like the lunches, school lunches for the kids. Uh, so there's kind of like a smaller, like grab bag size, which is uh, definitely smaller than the convenience store size in Japan. Yeah. So how, how, how big would you say like 40 grams or something for the grab bag you're talking about? Yeah. So you're talking in grams, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is another problem. U.S. uses ounces, but, uh, I, I, but to be honest, I don't even know, like, you mean the grab bag? Yeah. Yeah. The grab bag. So the grab bag is probably about half the size of a convenience store Japan potato chip bag. And this is for children, usually. Yeah, yeah. Like adults are probably like eight of those <laughs> in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah. So England is generally every, like, we don't have convenience stores. We call them paper shops, which is like a news agent. Paper shops? Yeah. Okay. So they're like a convenience store, but they don't have as many things as a convenience store have. But you normally have like newspapers, snacks, crisps, chocolate bars, milk, kind of like your daily groceries. Um, and yeah, all crisps there, uh, basically 25 grams. There's not really any bag bigger than that. What is, that you can uh, buy. but I, I can't picture this like 25 grams. How does that compare to like a convenient Japanese convenience store? So the size would probably about a third, a, th a third or a quarter the size oh, of wow, a that's standard. Small. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the time English people eat these for lunch. So the same, they put them in a lunch box with sandwiches piece of fruit and then a packet of crisps so you never really get a bag bigger than that but you can get like you know a, a variety pack which is like a pack of 25 grams of different types of crisps but you won't get like a hundred gram packet of crisps like you would in japan or america for example yeah that wouldn't be enough for me as you, as you know i tend to uh go on a little uh snack uh shopping spree when I'm, when i'm out drinking with friends usually uh people if i disappear for a little bit one or two things happened either i got into a taxi and i'm on my way home so don't worry about me or the second thing is i'm at the local convenience store around the corner buying some things to stick into my uh coat pocket or something to snack on <laughs> Cause hey, kitchens close at like midnight sometimes. And what do you what are you going to do for food after that? You know. So what do, what do you normally go for? I I noticed you usually go for the onion rings. That's a that's a favorite choice of yours on a night out mission to the convenience store. Yeah, because well, the thing is, is I got it in my coat, so I can't really like navigate you know very easily. And onion rings are very easy to grab one by one without <laughs> looking into the bag. <laughs> Smart, smart. That and my other favorite is uh, the ramen, like little uh, ramen cubes. They're uh, good. Yeah. So. so so things that you can grab one by one without looking. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> exactly. So ease of use, yes. Nice, nice. Yeah, so the food, food. Food, so that's a good one. What about confrontations in Japan? Have you had, have you had many confrontations in Japan with Japanese people? <clears throat> Yeah, so that's the thing. I have had confrontations in Japan, but unfortunately, they have only been, or fortunately, they've only been with foreign people, uh, and usually there's alcohol involved. So I have not had too many. Uh, I mean, I, I can think of some examples where Japanese people were rude, but I haven't had um, uh, strong confrontations or big confrontations. You've had some before, though. I, I've. There's only one I can remember. So I was out in a in a nightclub with a couple of friends, a few friends, and there 
wives and girlfriends. So there's quite a big group of us, I would say. Uh, yeah, probably even like four, four dudes, four, uh, four women, Japanese women. And we were in this, the club just chatting to, chatting amongst ourselves. And for some reason, like there was a group of Japanese guys and they didn't like us, the, the guys, the foreign guys, maybe because they, I felt it's because they thought we were like trying to hit on these Japanese girls and they felt threatened or they felt like, you know, they were trying to protect these Japanese girls, even though they didn't realize the girls were actually with us. Oh, yeah. So that was the thing. So you, they were with you from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So one of them was my friend's wife, and it was <laughs> her friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but we came in separately. We didn't all come in together. So it was like they were there first, and I think the guys were there as well, kind of next to them, but they weren't talking to each other. And now we come in, uh... and obviously it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? But they didn't understand English or whatever. And then we all went outside, like just for to get some fresh air. And the guys were there as well. And then they just started kind of talking crap to us. Like my Japanese wasn't great at the time. So I thought they were just being friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and me being, you know, I'm always kind of people just want to be nice all the time. And I'm always quite friendly to people. So then this guy just starts coming up to me and, you know, he's, He's not shouting at me, but he's saying something, and he's got his friends behind him. I've got my, I've got everyone behind me, and then he, uh, and then he goes, "Oh, give give me a drink," and I'm thinking, okay, he wants to try my drink out, so I give him my drink, and he just like throws it on the floor. Oh, really? And I just like smashes the glass on the floor, and I'm like, and e even then, I'm not realizing what's going on, and I'm like, you owe me a new drink. <laughs> <laughs> but then as soon as like he did that like all his friends like moved forward and then everyone behind me moved forward and then it was like this confrontation was going to happen and I, I still wasn't realizing like this okay this is going to turn into a fight or something but then the girls that who we were with all of a sudden they just pulled all of us back into the club uh -huh. and was like you know these guys want to fight you and stuff and basically the girls were like they stopped this fight from happening but I wasn't even realizing that this was going to kick off and then until my friends were like behind me going oh you know what do you do that for and stuff and i was just like oh you should buy me another drink <laughs> is this uh <clears throat> this is in Siskino. yeah this, this is like Siskino after hours so like yeah. everyone's already pretty drunk yeah this was around probably yeah, midnight one o'clock and yeah I, I was i was pretty drunk not like wasted but in in a in a good good kind of drunk mm. and um and yeah these guys seem to be looking for some trouble or something yeah. but then after that happened we went inside that was it we didn't see them ever again yeah, yeah that can kind of happen obviously in any location when people have already been out for a while drinking and everyone's and it and, you know people are already drunk and uh it's more so just probably the alcohol that's uh causing the uh stir more than anything people get a lot more confident or wanting to be confrontational and stuff but i mean it's good that you uh didn't uh, it didn't lead to anything i mean we've i've been to i mean there's one famous club uh very south side of Siskino. they used to have like fights almost every weekend amongst like foreigners and japanese but mostly amongst japanese and japanese and again everyone's just drunk but i always kind of worry like what will happen if uh some if their fight does break out and then uh you know obviously the foreigners will probably get less favorable treatment from when the cops show up and stuff so so you said you've seen some like in that in that area before because I've, I've never really seen 
any kind of fight break out in in japan since i've been here well i don't want to say the club name but i think you can guess which club i'm talking about it might even be the same club you were talking about but when it would close back in its heyday it was probably and actually that might have been a little bit before you got to japan but it would close like around four in the morning like summertime the sun was already coming up and like everyone was just basically piling outside in front of the club and uh yeah people bump into each other or whatever happens and uh and yeah people just start yelling and back in that day one of our good friends who used to bounce there like i just have this image in my head where he was just like i mean he's a big dude and uh he's just kind of like grabbing people from behind around their neck and like dragging one person this way dragging another person another way and he's just laughing the whole time this <laughs> is much bigger uh especially physically than all of the uh uh other japanese people but yeah that place kind of always had and then like the police would routinely show up like right at that time because they knew it was closing and stuff wow. so yeah i think that was definitely before i came then so at least 12 years ago 13 years ago yeah but i didn't see too many like fist fights actually uh starting it was more just a lot of yelling and posturing and stuff but uh i mean i have seen some fights uh happen unfortunately yeah i've been involved in a couple but again those have all just been with foreigner foreigner on foreigner crime <laughs> <laughs> but uh yes and uh and it's good and now looking back i just really am glad to like uh never cops were never involved in anything that i saw happen or that i was involved with because you know that could have led to a lot of uh, uh, problems legally and stuff so, so you never saw like a big brawl or anything between like a group of japanese people no not at not at a bar yeah so uh, yeah i mean to be honest i think like japanese people are very good at like getting angry and getting loud yelling at each other fronting yeah yakuza language and i mean that probably happens like in but man i kind of feel like a real fight is more uh apt to break out like overseas than in japan Mm. but in england's the same a lot of people are good at kind of posturing you know and they they don't people just don't want to back down but it's quite rare that someone would throw a punch in in england too but i think japan even more so but they get they get real aggressive though and real close and they're shouting in each other's faces they're probably just waiting for that person to throw the first punch because i think that would be the person who would get uh more punished than the person receiving it yeah because it would just be self-defense mm. yeah but it's funny like when the cops show up because you know they had to like clear the crowd but they show up uh and it was usually like a big team that would show up in a van and there would be a loudspeaker, but they're like saying over the loudspeaker in very, very polite Japanese, like, <laughs> okay, it's now time for everyone to go home. It's, uh, you know, the club is closed, but they're speaking like really polite Japanese all the time. Whereas in the US, man, they just like show up and start like throwing people around and like, you know, being the cops would be like probably the most ready to to kick off or something. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, yeah, true, true. So, yeah, I guess that's a good thing that that I haven't experienced many confrontations in Japan, bar, bar that one among Japanese people. So, uh, yeah, I guess it shows that Japanese people tend to be less aggressive than uh, than people back at home, for sure, especially when they're when they're drinking. Yeah, like, they, they just tend to open up, be a bit more friendly in the uh, Japanese people when they when they get drunk. Yeah, and that's why I feel pretty safe usually when you're going out. Uh, I don't really feel like uh, there's going to be a real threat. Whereas in the U.S., I mean, yeah, you kind of feel like uh, you should really be careful about getting loud with anybody. Mm. Yeah, so I got another one here. All right. Um, This is kind of, uh, it might not be specific to Japan, but just kind of living in a foreign country in general. 
But, uh, and I think I may have mentioned it before, but just kind of feeling a little bit like you have a disability. And I don't know what having a real disability is like, so I'm not saying I can really compare to that too easily. But the language barrier, like uh, in many situations, you know, you're just, uh, you're never able to do anything for yourself. You're always relying on other people a lot of different times until, you know, you get better at the language. And, uh, yeah, like having to go simple things like opening bank accounts or just making phone calls sometimes to check something, making reservations or restaurants, all these types of things you kind of realize, like, I'm, I'm so helpless, you know, and that's very frustrating, especially for an adult. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I did that for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And then, well, and then after a while, I kind of started to rely on people a bit too much and, you know, like my girlfriend's or friends or work stuff and i yeah it was, it was crazy man I, I got i got so lazy that i just did that for 10 years and just i didn't i didn't learn i didn't study and it wasn't after then i kind of realized that the burden that i'm putting on people i mean i guess it's a bit embarrassing that it took me 10 years to realize that but now i like really try hard to to at least do it myself first and then if i really find trouble or find problems doing it then i'll ask someone close that i'm not not burning so much well i think in the beginning like you kind of feel like well maybe i'm only going to be here for a year or two years and then uh you're like uh you know it's much easier just to ask somebody for it for help and a lot of people to be honest seem like they're very willing to help especially japanese people you know yeah like co-workers they're always seem to be willing to help yeah and it kind of seems like a little bit part of their job but i think that kind of like builds a habit of uh asking people to do things and not feeling like you're self-responsible but are responsible for yourself but uh you know, like, uh, I remember this story of somebody I knew who took their, uh, their daughter to, uh, Japanese preschool after she had already been in like, uh, international preschool for a while. And, uh, after the first day, uh, she was walking her daughter home and like her daughter just started screaming in the stroller, like screaming, screaming. And she'd never like reacted that way. And she didn't know like what it was, but it was like, she realized or she's guessing it was just like that complete frustration of uh, going into situation, but not being able to function and do things for yourself. And I definitely feel that a lot. I feel bad for my wife. And I think she gets frustrated because even now, sometimes I'm like asking her, can she just do this? Because it's uh, going to save us a lot more time. We don't have time. But I've tried to become, just like you said, a lot better at taking care of myself. But one thing I do also want to say is it is a little bit frustrating to have other foreigners ask me for help. And, I've uh, done that quite a few times, I think. I don't think you have, actually. I've, def I've definitely done it once or twice where I've sent you, like, a letter. And, like, Burke, what does this say? I don't know if you have. Maybe you I have. Maybe have. you have. But, I mean, I, you know, to be honest, I don't mind if it's, like, somebody asking me a couple. But I'll ha I have some people who have been asking me for, like, five years uh, really simple stuff and or things that like I kind of was like at, at some point I was like all right I gotta start doing this for myself and those people after five years still like not doing it for them, come on man like it's getting a little bit ridiculous do you, do you, know? you say something to those people like, after they've asked you like 10 times or something I unfortunately just take kind of a passive aggressive thing where I won't like say look dude man you gotta do this but I'll kind of be a little bit rude about helping or something you know so <laughs> But the same with, um, I don't know, with, with your wife, but with mine, when I ask her for help, she I can tell she doesn't want to do it. So she gets like really frustrated if I just, even if I just say, oh, what does this email say? What does this line say? And, she, and I could, you know, the look on her face is like, why can't you just 
at least attempt it yourself. So now, now I do try to do it myself before I ask her now, because even with Japanese words, if I don't, if I can't read like a kanji or something, she doesn't want to help me. And I don't know if it's if it's her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she ever told you like, all right, it's time for you to start studying harder. Or? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, why, why don't you just look it up in a dictionary? But it's like, well, I can't, I can't read it. If I can't read it, how am I supposed to look it up? But um, so now I do try to, you know, look up stuff myself before I ask her. Like basically the final line is asking my wife what something means because I know it will really annoy her. But do you, do you have that same situation? Like I've spoken to a couple of friends and they've had that similar situation with their wives too where their wives kind of feel quite frustrated about helping them too much or all the time. Yeah, but I think like, for example, if it's a wife who has studied English, then I think I'm hoping that in that case, like they kind of understand the struggle a little bit because they went through it themselves or if they've lived overseas and they understand a little better because they've gone through it themselves. Uh, my wife, you know, uh, her English is actually really good because she uh, has to write like thesis papers and stuff in English, but she doesn't, she never went through that experience of learning a language, so she doesn't understand it. And, she, and sometimes she might think, she might get frustrated with it, but she's a pretty calm person in general, so she doesn't express it too much. Um, but yeah, it's not too bad in our situation. But, you know, there's kind of like a flips or uh, a different way that this comes up too. It's not just about like us being unable to do something. Sometimes people are a little bit too helpful when you don't really need help like go out sometimes just try to enjoy yourself enjoy yourself but you're always getting treated as the foreigner are you okay is everything you know are you comfortable are you having a good time and uh, in that sense too it's kind of like you know maybe when a person with a real disability like people are being too concerned about them you know mm. just let the person function for themselves you know just let the foreigners in japan like fend from the fend for themselves a little bit you know the one thing that frustrates me a lot now is uh, when like uh, people start using English uh, with me when you know it's not necessary. And to be honest, sometimes their English isn't as good as my Japanese. Uh, or if I'm just like uh, walk up to a uh, order something at a Starbucks or something, and immediately I think they're just trying to be helpful. But you know, come on, uh, some people can you know at least do that much by themselves. They don't yeah. need any special treatment. It's almost like they're kind of talking down at you, or they they think you're just like completely helpless. Yeah, I mean, I I don't get it that much because I look I look more Asian than than Western. So I think a lot of people think I'm Japanese off the bat. But when I start speaking Japanese, some people I can see their reaction change, and then sometimes they switch to English. Which, again, like you were saying, they probably think they're being helpful, but to me, it sounds like they're being a bit condescending, like saying patronizing. Yeah, something. yeah. So I'm, um, you know, I'm still speaking Japanese, and then they're still trying to speak back to me in English, which is yeah, sometimes it's odd. And and there's some Japanese people that they can't seem to understand that a Westerner can speak Japanese. You know, even if they speak like perfect Japanese, and they'll be like. I don't understand what that person just said. Like, yeah, if there's another yeah. Japanese person next to them, they're like, what did they just say? And then, you know, they just spoke a perfect sentence, perfect pronunciation. I've been, I've been in that situation before where my Western friend is trying to do something in Japanese and then the Japanese person will look at me, 
even though I haven't said anything yet, but just because I look more Japanese. And he's like, What did that person just say? And I said, They, what it would mean? Don't you understand Japanese? You know, yeah. and that's happened quite a few times. Yeah, maybe they've had a lot of experiences where they couldn't uh, function very, or they've met too many people who couldn't uh, speak Japanese well. So they just figured they got to jump there right away. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, though, that came to mind as you were just talking, though, is uh, that I wanted to say is this word gaijin. Sometimes uh, this comes up. Now, this is something that bothers me, but not for the reason, like, first of all, okay, gaijin, what does it mean? It's, yeah, it's kind of like a uh, derogatory or a rude way to call a foreign person, right? Full word is gaikokujin, which means like somebody from outside or another country. And they just shorten it to gaijin. Now, I'm not saying that I don't like this word because people are using it as derogatory, but I'm saying I don't like this word because I don't know when people are using it in a derogatory way or when they're just using it in a normal, simple way. And to be honest, like foreigners, we use this a lot with each other or even when we're talking to Japanese people. But it's frustrating for me because I don't know sometimes if people are trying to be rude or if they're just like using it uh, as they normally would, like any other word, you know? Do they, I mean, when they do use it, I, I don't think they are being rude, are they? Is it, is it a, a derogatory word, like for Japanese people to use it? Like, do they use it in a derogatory way? To be honest, I don't think I've ever heard anybody like, unless like it's like in what we were just talking about in Siskino, where somebody's like trying to start a fight or something. But I have heard it used in a derogatory way, such as like uh, describing a person who just will never be able to understand Japanese culture uh, because they're not, they didn't grow up in Japan. Um, I've heard this unfortunately a lot in business situations where they're talking about people from overseas, uh, from suppliers and whatnot, and uh, just referring to them as gaijin or when, uh, you know, in a sense of like, uh, gaijin kusai or something, or they, they'll just never be able to understand like what, uh, and I've heard them use it uh, for some of their coworkers that didn't like that were foreigners too. So yeah, in that sense, I've definitely heard it used in a derogatory way. But I think also being, us being foreign, like the word foreigner is a derogatory term, like how, how we, we perceive it. Because I remember when we first, when I first came to Japan and hearing the word foreigner, and just being a little bit offended. But I think the Japanese don't see the word foreigners being so derogatory as like, as like what we do. So maybe in my experience anyway, I've, I always hear Japanese people, you know, calling, like calling me gaijin, but they're not being derogatory. They're like, Oh, he's, Oh, he's, he's a gaijin, you know? And then these are like people I know, people I work with. So I don't, I think most cases that I've experienced that they're not, trying to be you know offensive or anything like that yeah i mean well let's just like recognize that like if you did not grow up in japan and you don't know the culture very well like it's pretty impossible to really understand what the culture is about um but at one of my companies i worked at uh like i wasn't too bothered by people using the word but to be honest some of the like the younger japanese people would ask me like aren't you bothered by this i think i've talked about this a little bit before and uh and so it kind of became like a joke amongst uh, the coworkers that I was sitting around. Uh, you know, sometimes they would uh, be kind of uh, sarcastic and they'd say gaijin and they'd look at me and say, you know, like gaikokujin or something. <laughs> and then like, you know, and then I kind of started calling them naijin, which means like person from inside instead of person from outside. 
So we kind of joke about it a lot. But the funny thing is, uh, I was recently uh, watching a documentary coming up actually about Ainu. And it was talking about the Ainu people getting settled, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, people from Honshu uh, coming up to Hokkaido. And in this documentary, they use this word for Japanese people, wajin, wajin, which meant like people from Honshu coming up to Hokkaido, uh, like basically Japanese people. But it's the wa, you know, uh, which means like Japanese, well, it's washoku, Japanese food, washiki, Japanese style toilet. Um, yeah, so this was uh, being used in the documentary, in the text of the documentary to s- describe people coming up from Honshu, wajin. So, if you are bothered by the word gaijin and you want to say something back to Japanese people, maybe wajin is the word to use. So, what about people from Hokkaido? So, that they're, they're not called wajin. What would a person from Hokkaido be from? Be you mean called? Japanese people yeah. from Hokkaido? Well, yeah. this again, this was talking about people, wajin was referring to people from Honshu who came up and kind of settled Hokkaido. So, yeah, so they were part of the Wajin uh, originally. Right, so that, that's what, what the Ainu were referring to. Referring I don't, I don't to. think, it, I, don't, uh, I only saw it for a brief second. I wasn't really watching the documentary, so I didn't know uh, if that's what the, I don't think it was what the Ainu was referring, I think it was what this documentary was referring to. I mean, it was Japanese people making the documentary. So. Wajin. Yeah, so I, I'm going to look that up. Actually, I don't know, uh, maybe that's some common word. Uh, or maybe it's not even pronounced Wajin because it was all uh, text I was just reading on the bottom of the screen but yeah cool wow good good insight there yeah uh anyway i think we're about that time um hope everyone enjoyed listening to us complain (laughs) about living in japan (laughs) yeah it's not it's not it's not a bad thing you know i mean this is just kind of frustrating as everybody would go through i think yeah people like to let off steam and we're letting off steam on the podcast all right right. uh, hope to catch you next time guys thanks bye